This episode is brought to you by Stone Guardian, written by Paulina Woods, narrated by me. Stone Guardian is the first chapter in an epic fantasy romance. There's magic, there's guardians, there's love, there's betrayal, there's intrigue. Stone Guardian, available now on Audible and iTunes. And thank you so much for joining me again. I am your host and the author of the piece you're about to hear, The Grey Knight. This is Nightly Pleasures Podcast, episode number 22. We're going to get right on into things today with a piece about you and me in the woods. It goes by the name Trist. It is so good to see you. I was worried you might not come. I know you could if you would, but, you know, sometimes the day gets away from us. And you are such a little giver. But here you are. Mm. Please, sit down. I brought the most cushy blanket I could find. I'm really sorry to hear about all the difficulties that you're having at home, everything else. But, for a little while at least, I want you to forget all about it. Just let me get my arms around you. Um, listen to those birds. Those crickets. The forest alive around us. Uh, I love the way your hair smells. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you don't wash it as much as the city girls. I like it. I like that it's you. I like just about everything about you. I know I'm a little bit older. And... I know my trade isn't exactly the most honorable, but I asked you out here because I really do want to get closer to you. And I'm guessing from the way that you've put off your errand, you want to get closer to me too. No. No, that's not just a line to talk you up. I wouldn't blame you if you thought it. But truly, if you're ever in need... I will come running for you. All you have to do is call my name. Mmm. I love running my fingertips up and down your ribcage, both sides at once in symmetry. I feel like it's just so tender, so sweet. Like it makes your big eyes even bigger. Mm. And your neck is just so inviting. Mm. Mm. And pretty tasty, too. You know, I wonder how someone as sweet as you doesn't get eaten all up. Oh, no. I mean it. Mm. I want to fondle you. Can I? Yes? 
Now let me under your little red hoodie here. Oh, I like that. Come on, press your back against me. That's it. Really press into me as I stroke just the side and base of your breasts. Mm. I've been thinking about these all day. I'm a simple man, and I just want to get my hands on your curves. Is that so wrong? Mm. Oh, yeah. I can tell you're pretty into it. And the way you're leaning your head back, the way your mouth is starting to fall open. Don't get self-conscious now. Enjoy it. Enjoy it just the way that I am enjoying you with just a little edge, a little heat to it. Oh, I want to just barely tug on your nipples. Ooh, they're very sensitive, aren't they? That's okay. I'm a big, rugged individual. It'd be silly for you not to be so turned on. Like I said, don't worry too much about it. Just feel how I'm encompassing you. Isn't this worth playing a little hooky for? And we haven't even gotten to the good stuff yet. Like what? Oh, well that's very simple. Like my fingers trailing their way down just from the base and bottom of your breasts, over your stomach, don't tense up. Let me feel you. Let me feel you exactly as you are. Hmm. Down past your belly button, over both of your little pelvic juts there. I love feeling your bones there. And then inward, in across the thigh just rubbing the front of your panties, just while I slide my hardening cock against your back. I know that you love it, knowing how aroused I get for you. Maybe you think that these are all sweet nothings, empty promises, and maybe you really believe me. But either way, you want to. And wanting to believe is much more important than actually believing. It's okay. It's just the two of us. I won't tell anybody about what transpires between us. It's all right to admit that the woods can be scary. And you want a big, strong man who uses his muscles for a living, just in case something bad should happen. Mm -hmm. Mm. Your pussy is already so hot. Does saying the word turn you on, make you blush, make you feel even more embarrassed? Your pussy is already getting so hot. 
Mm. And I intend to make it much, much hotter. Well, the way that I'm going to do it is by sliding just my middle finger down into your panties. Not going to push it into you. Just slide it all the way over your lips. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I'm going to get inside that pussy before I've even seen it. But I am. And here's exactly how I'm going to do it. I'm going to push it in a little fraction of an inch with each and every kiss to your neck. Mm-hmm. You can tell how impatient I am by how quick I want to kiss you. Oh, I bet it's agony stopping right there with just the hint of being filled. The promise that it could just go all the way in so quickly. That was your first mistake, using your hands to try and push me in you faster. I'm a deliberate man and I do what I want. So I am gonna just go ahead and pull out. Oh yes, oh yes, don't pout. And that would be silly. Mm-mm-mm, no, a promise isn't going to do it. And we are out here all alone. So, I think what I have to do is tie you up. But I don't have any rope. I don't have any handcuffs. So strip the hoodie off for me. That's right. Take your little red hoodie off. I'm not kidding. You want me to continue more than you can name. So you can pout and you can pretend. But you're going to do it. And I recommend doing it quickly, because if you do, you'll get your full reward. Oh, that has you reconsidering. Mm. Hurry up now. You know you want this just as much as I do. Mm. There you are. Take it off slowly. Feel my eyes look over the small of your back, up your spine. Mm-hmm. Shake out of it. There we are. From the rear, I can't see anything that wouldn't be prudent, even though everything I'm about to do to you is downright awful. Mm. Now, Put your hands crossed behind your back. There we go. 
You're already learning not to fight. That's very good. And I am going to make a very simple knot, just looping the arms of the hoodie around one another, and voila. You're all tied up. Mmm. What a good little girl you are. <laughs> How quickly we adjust. Mmm. Just can't wait to get that finger back in. Oh, just sawing the outside of your lips back. And forth, pressing down through the panties. Ask me one more time. Say please. Well, I suppose you have been very adventurous. So one more time. No struggling. I'm going to put the tip of my finger inside your pussy, and I'm going to go in a little bit further with every kiss. pussy already, and we're not even that well acquainted yet. Mmm. Look at how I'm pulling you against me, even in this uncomfortable situation for you. I can't help it. I want you close to me, my left arm locked around your waist, as I begin moving my finger in and out. Oh, I bet this is not what you were expecting, is it? A big, strong man who ties up a girl in the forest and then fingers her until she comes. <laughs> What do you think I was, some two-dimensional character? Mm-mm. No, no, no. There we go. There we go. Mm, concentrate on it. Feel the finger moving in and out. Still nice and slow. Still just revving you up. Oh, but what's that? My thumb is coming up. It's just starting to barely circle around your clit. Oh, and it's so engorged. I suppose it would have to be after all this teasing. Mm. Mm. You know, I could say a lot of cliches right now about how wet you are about how turned on you are, about everything that I can feel. But instead, I just want you to focus. Focus on that feeling. 
of being penetrated. Just that one finger. I know you're hungry for more. I want to push another one inside you. But I'm not. I'm going to make you come with just my thumb vibrating and massaging your clit and one finger. And you know why? Because when my cock finally pushes inside you, you're going to want to come from that alone. You're not even going to be able to handle it. starting to push you. You know, the last thing you have to do is come for me. And it would really, really, really bode well for the future of this relationship if you do it right when I say Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you feel it? Do you feel it kicking into another gear? Mmm, I know you do. I am so fucking turned on right now, just listening to you moan, watching you shudder, watching you try not to shake or move too much, focusing on that pussy, focusing on your clint. I fucking want you so badly. Mm, I'm gonna make you love that you turned yourself over to me. Oh, there we go. Oh, I'm going as hard as I fucking can, so you better come for me. You better come for me. You're going to get off. I'm going to count down from ten. You are going to come for me. Mm. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. You better fucking come for me. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Come. Come right now. Come now. Come all over me. Come on. Come for me. Come. Come. Mm. Sorry, got a little worked up there. <laughs> no, 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 you just enjoy it. You just ride it out. I'm just going to untie your hands. And there we go. Give your wrists a little kiss. Sorry, wrists. Get both my arms around you, just around your waist and stomach, and pull you into me. Smell your hair. Mm. There we go. Mm -mm -mm. Of all the ways being tied up in the woods, with a near stranger could go. I bet that's one of the better outcomes. Mm-hmm.
Mm, I'm feeling a little bit shy, are we? Mm, that's okay. I will drape your red hoodie back over you. There we go. Mm, you know, I really like this hoodie. I like how comfortable it is, how worn. It says a lot about you. It's the first thing I noticed about you, really. Mm, such a vibrant color in these gloomy dark woods. Mm, mm, mm. Now, I do apologize, but I do have the rest of the work day, and you know that takes me deeper into the forest. By the way, what were you doing with that basket anyway? I was so excited to see you, I forgot to ask. Mmm. Well, I'm sorry to hear your grandma's been sick, but I bet you taking that basket through the woods is going to make her feel all better. Now, until I see you again, one last kiss. Mm. And I hope you enjoyed the piece this week. I very much enjoyed making it. Forgive me, I'm still a little bit on the sick side, so if I have to cough or clear my throat, that is just the cost of doing business, because I do like doing these on the fly. And let's get into question number one. It is by New Night Vale. Hey, Jack. Hello. First off, I want to start off by saying congratulations for everything that you have been accomplishing lately. You've actually been a really big inspiration for all of the things that I've Aww. been doing on this end. I'm glad. So congratulations on everything Thank from you. the podcast and everything going well to the Vibeses to you no longer dying. <laughs> um, and I just hope it continues going well. Um, so I have three questions for Okay. You. One, do you like theater, meaning musical theater, just plain stage play theater, and if you do, what do you like about it? I do like theater. I actually uh, was in drama all four years in high school, did a number of stage plays, have been in some black box productions. Uh, I do like theater. I'm not a fan of musicals because I am not a fan, as I've stated before, of characters saying what they feel and think, and that is what musicals are. And to exemplify who I am, although slightly more curmudgeon-y, uh, Patrick Dempsey in Enchanted, uh, there's, a, there's a musical number, and he's, he spends the first half of it going like, okay, obviously this is a joke, right? Like, you had to have co coordinated this. And that's exactly what I think when I watch a musical. Um, now, that being said, there's one musical that I adore and cherish and will see every live production if it's near me called you're in town it's don't don't be put off by the name it is in addition to being uh philosophically aligned with me it it's very meta and the songs are so much fun because they're very meta songs um and then and then i guess that's what's happening with hamilton as well i still haven't seen it obviously i can't wait to but 
yeah, like obviously some of the fun of Hamilton is that <laughs> black people singing and dancing and rapping wasn't what was happening in Congress in the 1700s. So there's a meta aspect to that as well that I think is very fun. Uh, next question. Got it. Have you, and with that, have you done any theater yourself? Right, I nailed that one. My second question is, what is your idea of the perfect date? And I want you to be genuine about it, not just... Oh, second. well, look at that. I didn't know you could just throw that in there, because I was going to say my perfect date already has the pit dug out and is very sweet to the taste. Uh, honestly, a perfect date is, <clears throat> is not context-sensitive. Uh, a perfect date is where you're laughing and laughing and smiling and you're, and you, I don't know about you, I'm not the most self-conscious person in the world. Uh, I think, I think there has to be a certain level of, of hubris and arrogance to do what I do. Um, but on a first date, of course, I'm thinking like, what is she thinking? Which is not typically in my mindset. A perfect date is where I don't think that. Or I don't think that after the first half hour and I'm just enjoying it and reacting and acting and being myself. That's a perfect date. And my third question is, do you have any strange stories about high school? I feel like you do and I want to know what they are. I, I was very, very, I know I just talked about being a drama, but I was very quiet in high school um, to reveal a little bit more about myself. My parents got divorced while I was in high school, so there was a bit of a shy phase. Some people act out. Uh, my acting out was was very passive. I was very quiet. Uh, it's also where I got my first major depressive episode, right around there. So high school was mostly about just doing it, uh, just getting through the day. So I don't have a lot of stories. Yes, did I did I TP some houses with my friends from chess club? Oh yes. Yes, I did. I know that's the sexiest thing ever. Uh, thank you very much, New Night Vale. Up next, we have, I'm assuming, a series of questions by Mistress CK. Maybe. Hey there, uh, this is Mistress CK. Uh, I just wanted to send you a suggestion because I've been seeing, uh, I've seen a few posts on your blog with people requesting, like, can we see pictures of what you look like and all that? Um, and uh, I, I wanted to comment on it, but I didn't want to do it in a public forum because you have such awesome fangirls. But I thought if they heard my suggestion, they might beat me to death with sticks. So, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I was actually going to suggest that you kind of give people what they want, but not really. Okay. Because it would sort of go along with this whole teasing theme you have <laughs> happening. Um, uh, I was going to suggest maybe do something where... Uh, you do like pictures of your hands or, um, pictures like a close up of like, you know, like your mouth with your teeth, maybe with like a pair of panties in the teeth or something. <laughs> um, or you could do, uh, something where like, um, uh, like if you're heavily backlit, so it's just like your silhouette or just your outline or something mm. like there's a whole lot of ways that you could do photos that kind of show what you look like, but not really. So it's still keeping with that, that teasing theme. And that may have been something you've already thought of, but, um, but that was the first thing that sprang to mind for me. And like I said, I didn't want to just post it on your blog because I did not want your fan base to hate me forever. So, um, anyways, um, that was my suggestion and I hope it helps. Well, that wasn't, that's the first like comment we've gotten and not a question at all. Uh, thank you, Mr. CK. 
Uh, so here's, here's what I have learned. And it was a hard-learned lesson. Whatever I do to fulfill a request brings more of those requests. So while it would be so much fun to take a picture of just my gnarly hands, by gnarly I mean withered and cracked because, you know, they did hard labor, um, that would only make people want to ask me for pictures a thousand times more. Um, there's a reason why I had to say no more to certain things and just start deleting certain kinds of comments because every response to those comments simply made more appear in my inbox like heads on a hydra. And it was awful. Uh, it was no fun for me or anyone else. Okay, up next we have a series of questions from Rosa. Hey, Jack. Hello. It's Rosa here. Hi. Alrighty. My first question today is, <laughs> do you ever get neighbours questioning you about the um, work <laughs> process or the noises that occur during your recording sessions. No, and that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to take my little jaunt to Europe is I only record in the hours where the neighbors aren't home. Uh, I only have one shared wall, as it were, and I can't record when they're home because you can hear them moving around and, and they're a big sports fan and you can hear them watching... Apparently, there's always a sporting event every night because you can hear them cheering and, and whatnot. Uh, so I can't record while they're home. In Europe, I'll be able to do much more recording. Um, <clears throat> right now, I essentially have a time limit of, I'd say, about 15 hours a week that I can record given my day job and everything else. Uh, we're going we're gonna to up that 25, 30 hours a week. Does that mean you're going to get twice as much work? No. I'm a lazy bum. Up next, question number two from Rosa. So, do you have any thoughts on the current individual, the criticisms of individual women who take erotic nudes and sort of put them out there to the world, whether willingly or unwillingly, like we, like Jennifer Lawrence had her nudes uh, leaked, and Kim Kardashian has caused a stir by putting a nude on Instagram. But do you think it's a persecution of female sexuality, or is it is it just people's own insecurity? It is 100% an enforcement of gender role. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to get into if it's persecution or what is patriarchy or not. There are so many more eloquent and educated speakers on the subject. Um, my personal feeling is that stuff like the Jennifer Lawrence leak um, is it, – it just shows – how much turmoil is beneath the surface when it comes to sexuality. Because on Reddit, you will constantly see... I'm just going to give you an example. It's very 
disgusting in my opinion. Um, Jennifer Lawrence recently talked about sexism in Hollywood and the disparity between female and male paychecks. And she cited herself as, you know, essentially a lucky one. Look at me. I got a franchise that had to go on with me, and I'm still uh, not getting the big paycheck. If if I was a dude, it would be so much bigger. And the top upvoted comment in a Reddit thread was, I've seen your butthole. And which means somebody wrote that and thought that's that's a proper response to this, and that a majority of people, mostly young white men, upvoted it. To, to be clear, what they're saying is, <laughs> I've seen you naked, sure, but the theft of your pictures, because you didn't post them, you were hacked, and the posting of that... And me going into that violation of privacy and me seeing it gives me power over you. That's insane. That's insane. Uh, I know this, we try to keep the, this lighthearted, but you, you got me on a topic I'm very passionate about. Um, <clears throat> it's insane that somebody who consumes it, especially in this particular instance where the consumption was itself morally bankrupt but then can turn around and say yeah but i'm still better than you if i don't like your opinion and that people go uh-huh uh-huh that's reasonable a majority a majority of that population did that that is insane oh i could talk about this forever so i might as well just go on to question number three Finally, just a little silly one. Okay. Um, do you have any music or songs that you <laughs> like to have sex or masturbate <laughs> to? Because I have found that in the past, certain types of music have helped me get warmed up, so to speak. And I hope you, uh, I hope you have a good break, Jack, and that you come good. back uh, well and revitalize. Sorry, uh, I had to stop it there. I'm not going on break yet. Uh, that's happening in May. I must not have explained it very well because I've gotten a number of comments saying, uh, "Hope you enjoy your break." Not happening for another three weeks. Still got a lot of work to do. So. Um, in short, is there is there music that I enjoy having sex to? No. I listen to erotic audio if I want to listen to anything. But what if you're with a partner? I want to hear them. I want to hear them breathe, and I want to hear them moan. And I I actually think, by and large, listening to, to music while you're having sex is unnatural. It's a little weird. Um, and... Thankfully, so far, I've never had a partner who was real music-heavy during the act. Uh, but I just, I fear, I fear one day it's going to happen. And I'm just going to be with somebody. I'm going to be crazy. I'm going to be like, baby, you need to marry me. Except I hate that you're always playing music when we jam. All right, one quick question from Carrie. So I got my first tattoo the hey! other day, and I found out quite a bit about myself <laughs> while getting said tattoo. Um, I've always heard horror stories about how they hurt and everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
I was getting it with a friend, and the, and we got the same one. And the whole time she was in the chair, she was just, like, wincing and all this crap. But when I was getting mine, the whole five minutes, I was completely turned on. Mm. I, uh, it was kind of a surprise because I knew that I liked, like, rough sex and stuff. But I didn't know that pain could be so pleasurable. So that's got me reevaluating things. So here's my question. Pain is pleasured. Where do you fall on that? Um, it's it is a spectrum, right? Because even if you enjoy painful sensation, you only enjoy it certain ways and certain kind. But it is a spectrum. Um, sometimes I will catch myself like chewing on the inside of my cheek, uh, and it's until it's tender, and I'm just like, why am I doing that? Why am I hurting myself? And because I, I find it pleasurable. I find pleasure in it. Um, it's the only answer that, or I'm actually a space alien. And to close us out, we have a series of questions by Winch of the Scullery. Hey, Jack. Hello. Um, so glad to hear that you might be taking some time away for yourself if, if that's where things go. Everybody that's wants me to awesome. go. I know we'd all miss you terribly, but... <laughs> It's really good to know that you might uh, make that decision if you need to. It's uh, a great way of practicing what you preach when you talk about self-care. That's just really great. Um, three questions, first two related. You talk a lot about these different aspects of yourself, that, that your strength, right, and, and your height, and that you think of yourself foremost as a writer, that you grew up poor and that informs some of how you look at the world, too. And that you're kind of working towards hopefully someday starting up this erotic site for women. I was wondering, when you think about how other people think about you, what, what is it you hope they take away or what is it you hope they remember about you? And secondly... Well, that is a very deep, very sincere question. Um, I'm told that writers want to be read and remembered after their death. And I have to admit... I I don't care. I don't care. Um, when it comes to being remembered, I, I don't care if it happens or doesn't. Uh, everything will be forgotten eventually. Everything fades. Um, what I would like for people to take away from my work and myself. I wrote something in a Tumblr response that surprised me with how much I thought it was true. I said that I was the imperfect messenger of a perfect message. And <clears throat> I don't know if I've ever heard that phrasing before, if if I if I wrote it myself or if I adapted it or if I'm just quoting and don't even know it. But that wording really is who I am right now at this stage. Uh, obviously, I'll never be the perfect messenger. I'll never be a perfect person. Uh, I may not even be a great one, and that's okay. Don't think that that means I'm being down or degrading myself. Maybe I can just be a good man. That's not such a bad fate. What I want people to take away from the imperfect messenger but having the perfect message of love yourself and others, it'll make your life better. It'll make others' lives better. It makes the world better if you love yourself and others in that order. It, 
is exactly what I want people to take away from. It's exactly what I hope people remember. Everybody who stops listening to me, and everybody will stop listening to me eventually for one reason or another, I hope that they truly take some self-empowerment. And even if they don't remember me or my things at all for years or even the rest of their life, I hope that something, some ember of it resides, some little heated coal deep inside that says when things are bad, when things are rough, when you're being mistreated, I am worth love and dignity and respect. I'm a person. It doesn't matter what society says. I have love in me and I have love to give and I am strong enough to carry that because to love is to hurt always. To love is to hurt, but I want to give love. Wow, what a heavy series of questions this week. When other people are in your life, what is it you find most memorable about them? I mean, whether or not they're with you currently or not, what is it that stays with you? Aspects of other people. And the third one... Well, I, I've mentioned it before, I think even this this question session. I'm fairly arrogant. Um, so typically what I think about somebody is is what I find impressive about them their intellect, their grace, their ability. And I've only in the last few years started to realize how unimportant that is and how I'm surrounded by intelligent, graceful uh, people all the time, but that's not why I actually remember them. That's me choosing to see their quantifiable abilities because the actual amalgamation that is a person is so crazy. It's so vast and deep. The simplest person you know is an ocean, and it's just that simple. Um, what I'm looking at more now these days, as opposed to those checklist boxes, those hashtags, is how they treat themselves and others. Simple as that. Uh, wow, it's all, it's all swirling down the drain like an eddy uh, let's close on out with Winter the Scullery. And the third one is um, just curiosity. I don't, I don't want to make you embarrassed, but uh, uh, occasionally you have this exclamation. You'll say, "Woof!" <laughs> 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 and, uh, you did well, part of your answer to me on a previous question, and um, I always think it's it's quite funny and quite cute. Um, and it seems to serve a couple different purposes. I wonder just what it meant. <laughs> and again, um, well done on all this stuff. And uh, so great to have you around. So thanks oh, so much. Oh, thank you. I can hear the smile in your voice. And that would make me smile if I wasn't recording right now. It'll make me smile later. Uh, woof is, is it's, a, it's a hip shot. Uh it's not. It's not something that is. You can't evoke it. See, because I just, I just said it, and it didn't sound right. It sounded like I was like a dog auditioning for a Shakespearean play. Yes, hello, my name is Fido. I will be reading for the part of the dog in Romeo and Juliet. <clears throat> Woof. Thank you. Um, 
it's it's just this immediate response that something is not right. Something is not correct. Uh, I don't I don't quite know where I got it from. Uh, it is not. I remember saying it once, and a woman going, oh, "You're you. Why would you say that about a woman? It's not about women, guaranteed. It is very much. You know you know when a dog sees a mailman a coming, and they go, woof." Right, the mailman's not there yet, so they 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 know it's there, but they're not ready to bark. It's that it's it's a way to buy time. Uh, it's it's a less <laughs> it's a less clever way. Like when you're a kid and you're trying to buy time because you know you've been caught in a lie and you just ask the question back again. It's that, but less articulate and buys less time. Uh, I I really don't think that there's <laughs> a, a dictionary uh, for it. It's mostly just that moment of just going, oh man, oh the wa- the heat of the waters have been turned up now. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow, heavy questions on an otherwise very light week. I mean, I was joking on the blog and everything, and. I guess you guys had to bring me back down to earth asking about what the difference between pleasure and pain is. Who will remember you after you die? Stuff like that. But that's okay, because sometimes life has heavy questions for us and just gives us a chance to give some fun answers. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast this week. You know that I enjoyed spending my time with you more than just about anything. Um... For once, I'm actually going to truly hit up the old Tumblr and say, Hey guys, you should probably follow me on Tumblr. It's graynighterotica.tumblr.com. Uh, just graynighterotica. And why Tumblr? Why not the webpage? Why not anything else? Uh, the short answer is because, well, we're... <laughs> Uh, gonna be giving away a lot of stuff, and I'm having a lot of fun. The questions that I'm getting asked these days, the interaction that I'm having with fans, the the slow creep from uh, anonymous asks to Tumblr blog name asks being recurring characters, it's it's a good time. So if you want to win a free Vibes, we're gonna start giving those away on the blog next month. Uh, if you just want to see me woofing it up, just hip-shotting left and right, uh, that is the place to do it. So get on the get on the blog. All right, so that should just about do it. Of course, rate this if you like it. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, because your enemies will be astounded, and maybe you'll make friends out of them, which is, of course, the greatest victory of all. Before I conclude... We are going to go ahead and play a little bit of Stone Guardian. Just a little sample, just a little teaser. The new book is out. It's six hours long, and it involves gargoyles, sex, and gargoyle sex. So if you, if you like me, watched Gargoyles as a kid, the cartoon from the Disney Channel, and went, this is strangely sexual... Uh, well, guess what? There's going to be a whole series just for you. (laughs) I hope you enjoy. Once again, this is a little sexy tidbit 
from Stone Guardian. After taking a few extra moments to add a healing salve to his wounds, Gerard walked back into the bedroom. With a plate full of food and a jug of wine, Gerard smiled when he saw Milka resting with her eyes closed in the pool. Hoping to give her more time, he placed the food on a table next to the lounge in front of the fireplace, before walking over to the pool. His heart broke as he watched a tear slide down her cheek. She might not be ready to admit they were mates, but his heart was telling him she was his. The tears silently trailing down her cheek had him taking off his D's and lowering himself into the warm water. Treading water in front of her, he pulled her into his arms and stroked her hair. The tears stopped, and she opened her eyes and smiled. Oh, goddess. Her eyes grew big. I'm naked. Put me down. Sinking below the water, Milka surfaced and gave Gerard an apologetic smile. Sorry, you had to see me so weak. Moving to the opposite side of the pool, Gerard pushed himself up until he sat on the ledge with his lower half still underwater. You are far from weak. Want to talk what you were thinking about? Not yet. Is that food I smell? Milka's growling stomach made her laugh. I guess that's my cue to feed you. With no shame, Gerard climbed the rest of the way out the pool, stood up, and picked up the towel by the side of the pool. He knew Milka was looking. Smiling to himself, he flexed his wings just a little and took his time wrapping the towel around his waist. Placing another towel by the side of the pool, Gerard walked over to the lounge by the fireplace. Sitting down, he waited for Milka to join him. Come. The fire will keep you warm while we eat. Walking over to the lounge, wrapped in a large towel, Milka ran her hand along one of the sides. Did you make all the furniture? It's beautiful. Yes, I have been waiting for my mate and hatchlings for a long time. Shaping trees is time-consuming, but rewarding. Gerard held out a plate and patted the space next to him. Sitting down, facing him, with one leg tucked under her, Milka took the plate Gerard offered. <laughs> 